Hi, I'm Hari Srinivasan, an anchor and correspondent for different PBS programs like the News Hour and Amon Porn Company and Take On Fake, and you're listening to The Soul of Life. Well, you know, it's Texas, so we do things a little bit different from the rest of the country here. 2019 might not be the year you'd pick to quit your steady job and start a bakery. The pandemic was just starting to surge in 2020, and it would decimate restaurants and cafes everywhere. You'll also recall that in the fall of 2020, the early months of the pandemic, there was a shortage of basic supplies like sugar and flour. People were stockpiling toilet paper and websites were popping up that alerted you when suppliers like Amazon or Costco had certain items in stock so you could have a few seconds to click before they were sold out again. Well, right around that time, a guy down in Houston named Mark Lennon was making sure people didn't run out of cake. We've got to have cake. Mark had a career as a truck driver, which provided him with steady work to support his family. And in the past, he had tried starting his own businesses without much luck. But in 2019, something awoke in Mark that lit a fire. That's what cake does to you. It lit a fire for packaging delicious and cleverly named cakes and canning jars and shipping them all through the country. All my truck driving buddies bought so much uh, cakes from me in the beginning when I was just selling them one or two jars at a time. Today on The Soul of Life, I speak to Mark Lennon to find out what it takes to launch your own business and go to work for yourself. Right now, I pretty much do all of it. It's like, gosh, if I see one more egg, if I have to crack one more egg, you know, that, that moment does come. If you've ever woke up and wondered if you're following the path you're meant to follow in life, you'll appreciate Mark's story. When I started this business, I I had no idea where it was going to go. Mark has a word of encouragement for you if you're on the fence about breaking new ground in your life. There's a lot of people out there right now that's thinking about starting something or, you know, want to try something different. My advice is just go for it. And we speak about the fear of failure that often stops us from innovating, learning, and growing into new opportunities in life. This is how I've always looked at it. Like right now, I'm not living my dream. So what if I tried something and it didn't work? Well, I'm still in the exact place I was. I'm still not living the dream. But what if it does work? Since Mark is six foot five and sports a James Harden style beard, I couldn't resist asking him if people often mistake him for the Houston Rockets basketball star. What would happen if I got a um, Houston Rockets warm up jersey, walked around, got two of my buddies and uh (laughs) to put on suits and walk to the mall and just see what happened. And we talk about our shared pastime of learning to love hip-hop in the 90s. Hip-hop is universal, man. I mean, it appeals to everyone. You know, it's just something about it that appeals to everyone. Welcome to The Soul of Life. I'm Keith Miller, and this is episode 10, Brother Bakes. Like, I was listening to Lionel Richie and, (laughs) you know, Phil Collins at the time. And uh, nothing against those guys, but after I heard Can I Kick It, my life just changed, and I fell in love with hip-hop on that day. I'm Keith Miller, and my podcast, The Soul of Life, is here to help you remember who you really are. I'll bring together people who have gotten off their treadmills. I'll have conversations with athletes, musicians, doctors, scientists, healers, and entrepreneurs to discuss the fascinating edges of our knowledge in neurobiology, psychology, and physics. This is the soul of life. 
have you ever been in a position where you know that you or your family member really needs emotional support or marriage enrichment, but you find out how expensive it is to get access to high-quality, out-of-network professionals? Well, I've created the Soul of Life community just for this. At community.souloflifeshow.com, you can join for free and be part of a network of caring and supportive people having conversations that can bring healing to your soul. It's there that you'll find access to psychoeducational courses to deal with stress, anxiety, and relationship conflict. For example, right now I'm offering a seven-week immersive course for couples called Mindful Marriage that walks people through a mindfulness-based stress reduction curriculum I designed that really gives couples in conflict a map towards stability, trust, and deeper intimacy. Just go to community.souloflifeshow.com, check out the courses, and join for free to be part of the Soul of Life community of learners and soul seekers. Mark Lennon is a baker with a bakery in Houston called Brother Bakes, and I'm talking with him today because of his story moving from a, a truck driver to becoming a baker, and we're going to find out how he did this and talk about all the different things that are involved in running a kitchen. Um, but the story of talking with Mark Lennon comes from his account of working in his parents' kitchen where he was uh, missing his mom's baking, basically, and doing well in his family, but realizing that he wanted something else. He heard Steve Harvey on the radio one day at the barbershop. And Steve Harvey said, if you, don't, if you hear that alarm clock go off every morning and you don't want to get out of bed, then something's not right. And that those words echoed in Mark's mind because he was doing something at the time that wasn't what he wanted to do. It wasn't where his soul was. It wasn't where his passion was. So Mark said, I got to do something about that, went into baking and created a, a successful business in Houston. So Mark, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I, I love what you're doing. And, you know, I'm not just Thanks. saying this because I'm on your show, but you know, I've had a chance to check out some of your stuff. Um, cool. I'm a huge fan of Dominique Dawes, so I was yeah. <laughs> definitely digging that one. Um, yeah. Little schoolboy crush back in the day. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but um, I, I love the format. I love what you're doing, the different people cool. you're bringing on. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. It's great to talk with you. You're doing something really unique, and uh, I'm really interested to hear how it's going there, especially through the pandemic. You know, are people... Now we're, I guess we're talking about post pandemic, but how are, how is things with the pandemic down there in Texas right now? Well, you know, it's Texas. So we do things a little bit different from the rest of the country here, but, um, things are going well. Things are getting better. Um, as far as my business goes, you know, during the pandemic, um, it actually was doing fairly well because of the type of product that we sell. You know, it's a very COVID-friendly product. It can be shipped all over the country. It comes in jars that are already sealed. So, um, you know, people were ordering them. They, they weren't able to get out to the stores or get out to uh, restaurants and cafes to get their desserts. But I was glad we were able to uh, provide those needs for people. We couldn't get toilet paper, but we could get <laughs> cakes from, <laughs> from, from you. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. what is really important, right? <laughs> I know. Absolutely. Gotta That's have fantastic. cake. You gotta have cake. I mean... I agree with you completely. Um, and and I, in a little bit, we're going to show people, I want to actually show people your website for those people that are going to be watching this and show people what these cakes look like because they're yeah. amazing. I have a friend who every time I make something similar to what you have, you know, usually it's in a big bowl. You've got these like serving size, which 
at least tells you like when you should think about stopping. <laughs> it's like, like one jar, right? Uh, and, and so I bring this cake over um, to my friend sometimes, and he's like, "You got to get that out of here. That's crack. You got to get that crack out of this house because <laughs> it's like that cream and the butter and the sugar. It's like that mixture of things. You just you." You know you're full, but you just keep eating it. It's like one of those things. Yeah, yeah. You just keep going, man. That's that's what cake does to you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so people were definitely they haven't stopped eating during the pandemic. Stress eating's a thing, right? Absolutely. I know it was for me. Yes, <laughs> yes. Put on a yeah. few pounds during the pandemic myself. Of course, working I, in a bakery doesn't help. Working in a bakery. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, I suppose seeing seeing somebody that wasn't eating their own baked goods, like you might wonder <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so so you have this really cool story, Mark, that you were doing something really different before becoming a baker. And you don't have training, it sounds like, as a baker. You just decided um, one day to, to stop what you're doing and become a baker. Is, can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at the time I was a truck driver, you know, and I enjoyed driving a truck. It was a good way to provide for my family. Um, and that's what I did. You know, it wasn't until I heard that message from uh, Steve Harvey that really kind of lit a fire under me to uh, follow my passion. You know, truck driving was never my passion. It was never like the end game for me. But um, once I decided to, um, you know, follow my passion, kind of look for what I wanted to do, that's when I decided to start baking. That's great. That's great. So what did your wife think of this this idea? <laughs> well, at first, because, um, you know, I was a serial entrepreneur for a little while. So I was always kind of looking for the next thing. So um, what did that said mean? To me, serially, like, serially broke? <laughs> <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> in many ways. So um, what, she, what she told me to do was, look, if you're going to do this, you know, you need to uh, make sure this is what you really want to do. Go for it. Um, put everything you got into it, and, and that's what I did, and it, it worked out well. That's really cool. So, what's what's the size of your kitchen? Are you, do you are you doing a lot of the stuff yourself? Have you brought people on board to help? Uh, right now, I do most of everything myself. You know, when we get like slammed, we we bring in some people here and there. But um, right now, I pretty much do all of it. You know, I have a couple of people that help me out um, from time to time, but. You know, I do the baking, I do the stuffing of the jars, even do the shipping when I have to. Wow. Wow. And I I know as a a fellow entrepreneur running running my own business, how rewarding that can be to have your hands in everything. But also, you know, you're you're up at night ordering things, you're (laughs) prepping probably far more than the average person who has these systems already set up. You are the system, right? So you you must you must have to shoulder all of that stress. I do. I do. And it's a lot, you know, it's a lot because I also have to be customer service. And like you say, we also have to take care of inventory and all that stuff too. So it is a lot, but you know, it's just part of what you do when you're trying to start a business. Right. Right. Now, how, how many of your sales are kind of like, can people come into your store? Do you have a storefront or is it, um, you know, are you finding supermarkets to stock your, your cakes? How are you selling um, the products? We do sell, uh, most of our sales are online. Um, we ship them all over the country. Um, I think at this point we've hit all 50 states. And, um, but we do have a little bit of local business here at a couple of farmers markets. And we actually speaking with a few places here about selling the cakes in their stores as well. And there are a few other things on the rise as far as selling in our stores as well that we're working on. Wait, so you're saying I could, I could actually stop talking to you or pause and go ahead and, and, and order a cake right now. 
you can order a cake right now. Absolutely. Okay. Let's pull it up here. Let's see where you, where we are here. Can you see my screen? I'm, I got to show people this. Oh, uh, yeah. There we are. So we're on brotherbakes.com, B-R-O-T-H-A-B-A-K-E-S.com. And I, I have a side question. We're going to talk about rap music after this, but that's just a side, <laughs> side question. Let's do that. So um, the, this is the flavors. This is what it looks like. Now, not everybody's going to be seeing this video, but I just want to describe for people. We've got some flavored creams. It looks like, so this is the first one is called Ready Murphy. And by the way, the names yes. are awesome. <laughs> I have a lot of fun with that. Uh, yeah, so so the Ready Murphy actually is the first cake I ever baked on my own. And um, and I'll tell you a quick story about the names. So when I started this, I was like, I didn't just want to call it a red velvet cake. So I was like, you know what? Um, I just started thinking and for whatever reason, the name Ready Murphy just popped in my head. And that's what started it all. <laughs> it was great. Went from there. Chaco Khan is another one. Let me tell you something <laughs> good. It's um, <laughs> great. Banana Ross. No mountain, no mountain high enough, no valley low enough or river wild enough should keep you away from this one. I can just feel that music right now. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree after the Atlanta rapper. Um, Absolutely. Fantastic. Oh, by the way, we got to talk about Bismarcky. Yes, like, I, yes. I feel like you, we've got another flavor. I've, I've got a name for you. It's, it's got to oh, be the, yeah. the, the, the biz brownie or the, you know, I don't know. We'll have to do something for biz, man. Very sad. <laughs> Very, Very sad. sad. He's local here. I know we, we saw him down in Silver Spring. He would come regularly where we are in Silver Spring because Baltimore is not too far. Um, yeah. Very sad. Touch on touch on that again. L- l- homage to the king, Lamont James. <laughs> Lamont James, yeah. <laughs> now, James Harden, now you got sort of the James Harden sort of appearance. <laughs> right? So, like, yes. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day, maybe one day. You know, it's funny. I, I've been in Houston for about two and a half years now, and I got mistaken for James Harden so much. Is as that you guys right? can't tell on this video, but I'm also 6'5". So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so me walking in Walmart, people are like, eh. no, I'm not going to. Do you ever just <laughs> think about saying, yes, I am? You know, I, I did. So <laughs> I thought, what would happen if I got a um, Houston Rockets warm-up jersey Walked around, got two of my buddies and uh, <laughs> to put on suits and walk to the mall and just see what happened. But we, we never got to that point. That would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think Good that would be YouTube. Yeah, that would be a postseason, <laughs> post NBA finals uh, promotional. Get Absolutely. That, get that to go viral. Mariah Carrot, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, Absolutely. This one will have you f- feeling deeper emotions than you've ever dreamed of. That's great. Um, Cinnamon Hudson, Keith Harvey, absolutely, in honor of Steve. And that, now, the difference between Keys and Cheese. T- talk to me about the difference in flavors here. Okay, so the Keys Harvey is a key lime flavored cake um, mm-hmm. with a nice key lime flavored uh, buttercream frosting. So that's that one. The mm-hmm. Cheese Harvey is an Italian cream cheese cake. Mm. So that, that's the difference right there with a the buttery cream cheese frosting for that one as well. And, uh, you know, Steve inspired me, so I thought he deserved two names. That's great. I hope he watches this, as I always say <laughs> when we when we drop celebrity names on my show, that, yeah, of course, when they watch so. this episode, they'll they'll immediately call. First, they'll call me and then they'll call you or they'll call <laughs> you. And then, and then and we also have two uh, summer flavors. Um, we have the America Badu. That's not pictured here. Right. And that's just a red, white, and blue. And then we have the Denzel Watch Juneteenth, 
Right. And as a celebration to uh, to uh, Juneteenth. Juneteenth, yes. Absolutely. And, and you fit it all in that name, Denzel Washington and Juneteenth. <laughs> I, yeah, I was kind of proud of that one. Yeah, saying, yeah, you fit it all in there. I think I, I like <laughs> the way this is in. going. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is just amazing. You can get a box of the Chocolate Lovers one. I'm going to have to stop this interview and just and just, <laughs> <laughs> just order. Um, pretty amazing, Mark. I mean, that looks Thank that you. looks good. Thank so you're you so getting much. most of these are are being delivered and shipped. You're you're mostly online. Yes, yes, mostly online. Um, you know, like I said, we ship them all over the country, including Hawaii and Alaska. Um, people have been ordering them. We're big in California and New York, and of course, Texas is still the number one state to be shipped to. Yeah, you got plenty of people there in Texas to yeah. <laughs> <get> <laughs> that, that eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, wh- where do you see this going? I mean, you know, if, if you, if you had your wish, you know, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in two years with, with this? What would you like to see happen? Well, you know, I want to continue to just grow the brand. We want to, um, always, we'll always be shipping these things across the country. That's just something I'm very passionate about. I want people to be able to get them that can't get to the stores, but we are starting to, um, talk to different people about, you know, possibly selling them in their stores and right. Right. boutiques and that things like that. So I think that's the next step. We also, there's been some talk about possibly a storefront. Of course, we would start here in Houston mm-hmm. and people would be able to walk in and uh, just grab them off the shelf and yeah. go from there. That's where I see us in the next two years. And of course, five years just to be the expansion of that. That's great. I mean, it, it, it reminds me, one of the, one of my favorite shows sometimes we'll watch with our, with our kids it sometimes is uh, Shark Tank, and we see oh, yes. we see yeah. those you know <laughs> entrepreneurs coming on saying, "Look, here's here's an idea, and food is one of those things. Can we get it? Can we get distributed in you know Whole Foods or something, or, or you know yeah. um, shopping mart, and, you know that sort of thing." So that that sounds amazing. Um, now, as a, love as Shark a, Tank, yeah, Shark Tank, great show. Of course, the, since they're <laughs> probably watching this and they're listening, obviously we you know shout out to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So w- as a baker, when you're, when you're around food all the time, like what's it like going home then? And, and how, wh- how is your relationship to food change? Especially like, I know for me, I make, I, I do the baking and cooking in our house. I just, I'm, I've always had a knack for it. I always enjoy it. Um, I'm fast in the kitchen. So when we're all busy, you know, sometimes my wife will do it and it'll take a long time. She just knows, she, she knows this. She just tried, you know, get out of my way. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I sort of have earned that. Um, title in our house. And mm-hmm. I just would, can't imagine if that was my job, how my, how it would change my relationship to, to food and how I would maybe prepare for my family or, you know, what's it like for you? Do you, do you ever feel that? Please take the time now to subscribe to the soul of life, wherever you're listening, give it a thumbs up or write a positive review. Um, you know, I, I love doing it so much, uh, the baking. So it, when I get home, it's, it just feels like, no, just baking some more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I love to cook. I love to cook. So it, it's a little separate for me because the baking is one thing, but of course, cooking is something totally different. And so it, it doesn't interfere too much. Now, I'll be honest, sometimes it's like, gosh, if I see one more egg, if I have to crack one more egg, you know, that, that moment does come, but for the most part, I love it. I, you know, um, we do, I do so much baking here that I don't bake as much home at, at home. Right. You know, when the kids want a, some dessert, I'll just take a jar or two from here exactly. and it's easier. Why it's easier than going home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that works out. 
Now, do you prefer these kind of cakes refrigerated? I mean, is that do you recommend that these come out of the fridge and you serve them chilled? Well, um, I like mine at room temperature. My oldest loves his at uh, refrigerated. My youngest son, uh, he likes his at room temperature. Mm-hmm. Now, these they last for two weeks unrefrigerated. But I wow. tell people if you're going to um, if it's going to be longer than that, you can put them in the freezer for up to six yeah. months. Wow! Now, That's if you buy crazy. Brother Bakes and it lasts two weeks, you're doing something wrong. Okay, it shouldn't last that long. <laughs> it should not last that <laughs> no, long because it's all fresh ingredients. You're not packing this with preservatives. Oh, not at all. Not no. at all. Yeah. So even I'm surprised with something like butter, you don't have to ship it with any sort of refrigeration or anything. Uh, no, we um, there are some cakes that we do seasonal because yeah. of that, and uh, yeah. the banana Ross is one of those cakes. Uh, because it does not travel well in the heat, yeah. that we have to do that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, seasonally now. Right. But every other cake, we haven't had a problem with it. You know, most, um, our ship time is usually two to three days. So nothing is sitting around in a warehouse for too long. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fantastic. I mean, um, and, and t- t- tell me if, you want, if you're open to talking about your family and kind of what, what you know, how this has changed their or you know what what your family is is like and kind of where you come from and um, anyone else in your family say hey I'm I'm interested in in doing some baking too or you know going into restaurant work or anything like that. Yeah, well, well, I guess the coolest thing about this um, the response I've got from my family, my extended family, and of course my immediate family has just been amazing and um, sometimes it's humbling to hear you know, the praise or hear like, man, you inspired me to do something. That's probably the thing that I take most from this business. I have a huge family. I, I think I have like over a hundred first cousins alone. Mm-hmm. So we have a really big family. So when they call me, send me a text or I get an inbox, you know, on Facebook or something, it's, uh, it's humbling, you know, to think that I'm inspiring my family to do something. Uh, so we do have a lot of entrepreneurs in the family. Um, some just started, some have been doing it for a while. So that's, for me, that's what I take from it most is just being that inspiration. It's like, you know what, if Mark can do it then I can do it too. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just about taking a chance. You got to take that leap. And sometimes it's just hard for people to take that leap, but seeing that, Hey, this guy, I grew up with this kid, (laughs) you know, if he can do it, then why not? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we all need to be able to see someone else doing things. I think that's just the way we're made sort of. We, we almost won't do it or don't won't believe it unless we see someone else doing it. So absolutely. I mean, we absolutely. all need, we all need that inspiration. It's great to hear that, um, that you, you've got that as well. Um, things that you do for fun other than baking, what other interests that you have? <laughs> it's, clearly it seems like you have sort of a connection to soul sort of rap uh, music. I'm just guessing. Oh man. Love, love, love hip hop, man. Love rap, man. Uh, favorite group of all time is Tribe Called Quest. Ooh. And behind that is Outcast slightly. It's really a tie for first, but, um, I remember the first time I heard, um, a Tribe Called Quest. It literally changed my life. I remember the date perfectly. I was, uh, Were we talking like 92 <laughs> blowout comb. Yeah, it was like right? 91, 92, something like that. And um, me and my cousin Herbie was over at a friend of ours house. And this guy had all the new music for whatever reason. And we're in this little small town, Georgetown, South Carolina. And he's playing all this stuff. And I can't tell you anything he played other than Can I Kick It by A Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. And when that song hit my ears, man, it literally 
like I was listening to Lionel Richie and, uh, you know, Phil Collins at the time and uh, nothing against those guys. But after I heard Can I Kick It, my life just changed and I fell in love with hip hop on that day. I'm guessing um, Diggable Planets would be in that sort of, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, I yeah. love the Diggable Planets, you know, um, De La Soul, yep. Barside. That, that's, that's kind of my music. Funky and and sometimes syncopated, right? For people who aren't familiar, like just just jazz uh, influences. Yeah, it's that, that jazzy influence of almost like alternative hip hop in a mm-hmm. sense. Um, I think they call it the native tongue type mm-hmm. movement. But yeah, that that's that's my kind of music. That's that's very cool. I had and so just seeing the name of your of your store, Brother Bakes, and the way that you decided to spell it. So I ac- actually was in part of a rap and hip hop band, gospel band as a teenager. Super yeah. important to me as a kid, something most people <laughs> yeah. listening to my show would not guess. Um, <laughs> but back in the day, church music, soul music, gospel music, that was big in my life. And, you know, wanting to do something different as a white kid mm-hmm. in rural Massachusetts, like, what are we going to do? Yeah. We're going to rap. Yeah. So yeah. like, that was what, you know, as a teenager, like, yeah, what could go, what could be wrong with that? And so... <laughs> So I had this, I had a 1986 Ford Escort when I, when I got it from my parents, um, after nearly destroying it, but, um, <laughs> they let me drive it and it was, it was golden. My, when I got to college, my, my friend Tim, his band, favorite band was Tribe Called Quest. Um, shout out to Tim Sayeg if he's listening. Um, and he, he christened my car the Golden Marauder. And now we couldn't just call it the Golden Marauder. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. just, that's just too proper. So it was THA Golden Marauder. We <laughs> had that <laughs> decal on the back. So <laughs> that's awesome, man. I love that. Love that. Little, little known story. Um, now hip hop is universal, man. I mean, it appeals to everyone. You yeah. know, it's just something about it that appeals to everyone. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, there's so many different kinds, just like flavors of your cake. There's different, different kinds and flavors. Um, I appreciated Bismarck. He's speaking of sort of the sort of goofy and, you know, kind of like, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's dark music. There's, you know, there's dark there metal is. music. There's, there's all sorts of dark music. There's dark rap music, right? There's yeah. you know, hateful yeah. rap music. And, but, uh, yeah, Bismarck, um, like you said, diggable planets, um, People that just are willing to tell the truth in their song. Yeah. Right. Gotta love it, man. And, you know, especially with, uh, this, how lighthearted it was. And it's something you can play with around everybody. You can let your kids listen to it. Yeah. He was, uh, I I really, really miss the guy. You know, he will be missed, but, um, his influence on rap, you know, we'll, we'll never forget it. Right. Right. It reminds me of like DJ Jazzy Jeff or those guys. Um, yeah, the fat boys, you know. That's right. You know, right. yeah, we lost uh, Prince Marky D not too long ago as well. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's a big family. Um, uh, yeah, what else would you like to say about what you're doing and anything you'd like people to know about? Certainly people should go to your website right now and buy, and buy <laughs> some cakes, some of these cakes. Please do. Yeah. I can't wait to <laughs> try do. it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the thing I tell people, you know, the, when I started this business, I, I had no idea where it was going to go. And there's a lot of people out there right now that's thinking about starting something or, you know, want to try something different. My advice is just go for it. You know, um, this is how I've always looked at it. Like right now, I'm not living my dream. So what if I try something and it didn't work? Well, I'm still in the exact place I was. I'm still not living the dream. But what if it does work? 
and you just change your life completely. So it doesn't hurt to try. So that that's the only thing I want people to do. Of course, I do want you to go to the website and order <laughs> as many cakes as possible. But please, if there's anyone out there that's looking to start something, just give it a go. Let's 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 touch on that for just a little bit longer for for a second here, Mark. So you know you're kind of talking about not not being afraid to try something, right? Because um, failure, I mean, right? So we maybe we are our own worst critics. Sometimes we're afraid other people are going to criticize us, so we we stop ourselves from from innovating or trying something new, right? We do. We do. Um, yeah, and that's um, <laughs> it's funny since we're talking about hip hop. So down here we have uh, Slim Thug, and I follow him on Instagram, and he said something not too long ago on Instagram that really just kind of. It hit home. He was like, don't be, he basically said, don't be afraid to fail. Sometimes you have to embrace the L, embrace the loss. And I don't know what it was about him saying that, but it made so much sense to me. And sometimes that's what we have to do too. You know, I'm not saying you're going to lose. That's the first thing. I mean, you may not even lose when you try it, but it doesn't hurt. If you fail, it's okay. Just pick yourself up, dust yourself off and go back at it. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and then also the the definition of failure. If we think about learning, right? You know, learning is really just not knowing what's about to happen and being open to learning what is happening, right? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. It, it totally flips it on its head when we think of like, well, actually, learning. We're, we're never supposed to stop learning. It's not as if we we no, make it never. or some people have it. You know, you know, we could, and, and certainly there's privilege, and that that's a real thing. But the idea that Somehow you can't get to where you need to go because why, right? Because if we define it as like, I'm going to make changes and in the process learn how to continue making changes, then what's, there is no such thing as failure, right? There's no such thing as failure. Yeah. I love that. And that's so true. Yeah. It's sometimes the hardest thing is getting it out of our head. Um, Yeah. I I think that I know for me, um, at first, that was one of my concerns, honestly, you know, but when you tried a few businesses (laughs) after a while, it's like, "Eh, you know, didn't work out, but I'm still trying. And, um, you know, you can't worry about what people are going to think, because honestly, from my experience, you can do everything right and you'll still have haters. (laughs) You can do everything wrong and they'll certainly love you. That's right. You just never know. You just never know. And, and I know from from experience as a, you know, running a business and that's grown over the years that you, know, you, you can even use the same analogy looking at sports teams. Like there's no sports team out there that no, that expects to not lose. Like that is part of how they form their team and and make changes and try to move people through who are going to be more successful. It's, it's like a you know, farming process, right? Yeah. Um, you look at the expenses, the expense sheet of of profitable, where uh, you know companies like these companies like Tesla, some some of these companies aren't profitable ever, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and somehow people keep investing in them because they still of do. the possibility, right? It's like, it's going to be profitable instead of like a college education. Like, I don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars I went into debt to do that, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was an investment. It's an investment. Yeah. And, and, and especially in yourself. So do you exactly. keep in touch with any any people from your crew of truck drivers and any, any, any of the guys or maybe, maybe women as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause, uh, you know, I'll give a shout out to central transport cause you know, that's where I was working at the time and they were my first customers. All my truck driving buddies bought so much, uh, cakes from me in the beginning when I was just selling them one or two jars at a time. 
So, um, yeah, I still talk to those guys. You know, um, I'm overdue to drop some cakes off to them. So I'm going to have to do that soon. So hopefully, I guess I'm going to have to do that before this airs. <laughs> but, um, right after you send them to my house, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Got you covered, man. Yeah, Got man. you covered. That is great. Mark Lennon, it's a, it's a real treat. No pun intended to talk to you, <laughs> right? And uh, people definitely need to go check out your website, Brother Bakes, B-R-O-T-H-A-B-A-K-E-S. And, uh, yes. and I'm sure as you continue to innovate, you'll come up with some, some cool names for these, for these cakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, we got, uh, I'm working on one right now. You know, um, people have been asking for, uh, you know, a cake more birthday like. So we're going to work on that. I'm going to, fine-tune that one and that might be introduced real soon. I have a really interesting show coming up. The town that I grew up in, like I said, rural, you know, white rural Massachusetts, um, blue collar, pretty blue collar, um, but smack dab in the middle of it is this 2,000 acre seminary for um, Cistercian monks. Yeah. Speaking wow. of brothers, but these are the, bro- <laughs> the brothers, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> And so, but they've made jam as part of their, um, it's, you know, it's really part of their almost, I want to say sacrament part, part of their, their, their sacred living is, is to work. And so in, and to, and to find meaning in their work. And so they've made and produced this Trappist jam, which is fantastic for all these years. But 10 years ago, they said, we are going to get into the craft brewing market. They opened a brewery 10 years ago. And so and they went to the monks in Belgium because for centuries, I mean, monks have been brewing beer. It's been part yeah. of their tradition. So they've got these old recipes out there and traditions. And so the, the Trappist monks of Spencer, Massachusetts are now the only uh, monastery in the U.S. that's brewing beer. So they've really wow. made a, a, a name for themselves. Talk about investment. They said they won't pay off any of their equipment for decades. Wow. Yeah. It's like that. Now, clearly they're that's, pretty that's endowed. I mean, they're, they're yeah. pretty well off to have that sort of a, a loss, you know, up front. Exactly. So, um, not everybody can do that, but they, it's just, <laughs> ama- it's just amazing. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. That's good for them, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's just interesting and, and brings people it into is. their, you know, the average person, especially in, se- in the secular world, wouldn't really ever learn about this Catholic group. And, and here they are having festivals and giving out beer samples on a weekend and people wow. asking about their faith and that sort of thing. Exactly. So, it, just, it just opens doors, I think. That's what it does. It you know, does. And that, that's what you want. That's what yeah. we want. For sure. Well, hey, thank you, Mark Lennon. Good, good luck to you. Blessings to you. And uh, hope we get a chance to meet. If you're ever in Silver Spring or in the D.C. area, ring me up and I'd be happy I absolutely to- will. Bring yeah. some cakes, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's always the um, second question. Hey, how you doing? And where are the cakes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly <laughs> so I got you covered, man. I got you All covered. All right. Hey, thanks, Mark. Thank you. Hey, I've started a community for Soul of Life fans interested in talking about episodes or getting more information about some of my teaching on IFS, mindfulness, and relationship growth. Head on over to community.souloflifeshow to get access to this group of really cool people just like you who care about the show and want to talk about episodes or or hear more, get access to courses, and, and support each other through life. That's what this is all about. Please leave an iTunes rating for the show and subscribe now wherever you listen to get more soul in your life. I like it and it's not harsh to my eardrum. All right, I will go.